Hello, this is Nairi. Welcome to another episode of the Ferret Paradigm podcast. This episode is a little product investigation or review, I suppose. If you have any thoughts on it, please let me know. Come on over to the Facebook group. The Facebook group is Stolen Our Hearts Ferret and Exotic Pets group. Talk to you soon. In today's episode, I'm going to address an email I got from Wombaroo, the makers of Carnivite, which is the supplement for carnivores that I discussed in episode two. I'm imagining that lots of people listening to this, particularly the raw feeding community, like, oh, supplements, they're rubbish. And I didn't believe that uh, Carnivite was rubbish, but of course, I do have questions about exactly how do they know if it's um, a good product or not. Like how do they know what they're making is right for ferrets? Why are they different to other, I don't know, kibble companies that put um, made for ferrets on their labels? And they claim that they do research with pets. Um, though there's lots of evidence to say that what they're giving in those foods is just completely wrong. So I was like, why do I actually believe that Carnivite is better? So, you know, why am I trusting my vet when they say this? So, I decided I was going to ask Wombaroo, um why they believe that they're doing the right thing with this supplement. Um, as I mentioned before, Wombaroo also makes lots of products for uh, native animal feeding, uh, for if you find a abandoned or injured native animal, um, these are mammals or birds. Uh, so you can see lots of the products in pet shops, but I rarely see Carnivite in a pet shop. I get mine from the vet. So yes, I sent them an email um, and I mentioned that I'm making a podcast and that I wanted to know more about Carnivite and uh, that I wanted to be able to explain to my followers why it's actually good so you need to make up your own decision like your own mind like I say for everything Um, but yeah I just thought I'd ask them Um, yeah basically I said I was wondering if you can explain how you know that the proportions of the supplements in Carnivite are the right ones and what ferrets need and if there's anything missing in it what research has it been based on So Gordon Rich from Wombaroo replied to me, which was very kind, and he said, Hi Nairi, thanks for your inquiry about the use of Carnivite for ferrets. Please see the following link to information about the product on our website. So it's the wombaroo.com.au website, then you go to products, and then Carnivite. If you click on the specifications tab, it lists the active constituents in the product. Out of interest, who is your vet? We work quite closely with a number of vets who specialise in ferrets, as well as many of the zoo vets who care for a range of different carnivore species. This is actually a South Australian company, I believe, and I think my vet actually was involved in the research for the ferrets because there are very few ferret vets in Adelaide. So he continues... 
Carnivite is a supplement designed to provide a balanced diet when mixed with meat. When talking about meat, we are referring to muscle meat, i.e. not including bones or internal organs such as kidneys or liver. Muscle meat alone, e.g. chicken or beef mince, is deficient in many, vi in many vitamins and minerals, but the addition of carnivite will provide the required nutrients to make it a complete diet. Yes, guys, please do not feed your ferrets just plain mince and only plain mince. That is not going to help them. And it goes on. We formulated the product by first looking at published nutritional information on a range of meat types, including beef, lamb, pork, kangaroo, chicken, turkey, venison, and horse meat. On average, all these meats contain sufficient levels of protein, amino acids, vitamin B3, niacin, sodium, potassium, phosphorus, and selenium to meet the nutritional requirements of virtually all carnivore species at all life stages i.e. for maintenance, growth or during lactation. There is therefore no need to provide any additional levels of these nutrients just to a supplement when using muscle meat as a base. Indeed, these ingredients are not present in carnivite for precisely this reason. There is a relatively small amount of phosphorus in the product as this is associated with the other ingredients, but is technically not required to be added to the diet when feeding meat. All the other ingredients in carnivite are potentially deficient potentially deficient in a meat diet for a range of carnivores. The amount of each nutrient present in the product provides the minimum required levels for any carnivore at any life stage. Because different species of carnivores have somewhat different, have somewhat different nutrient requirements, for each nutrient we have calculated the worst case scenario, i.e. the highest nutrient requirement paired with the lowest level in a particular type of meat. The nutrient levels in our product are therefore determined such that there are sufficient levels to ensure that any meat diet supplemented with carnivite is suitable for any species of carnivore. The complication with ferrets is that very little scientific research has been done on them to determine their actual nutritional requirements, in particular for vitamins and minerals. The carnivore species most heavily studied in terms of nutrient requirements is the domestic cat and this is often used as a model for the nutrition of ferrets when, spe when specific ferret data is lacking. We get nutrient requirement data for cats from a range of references including published guidelines by the AAFCO and the NRC. A good summary of this research can be found on the following website and it's msdvetmanual.com slash management dash and dash nutrition slash nutrition dash small animals slash nutritional dash requirements dash and dash related dash diseases dash of dash small dash animals <laughs> um, in particular refer to the nutrient requirements listed in the tables from AAFCO and NRC 2006 for ferrets most of the other data we use comes from published nutritional guidelines for the mink Nutritional Requirements of Mink and Foxes, brackets, NRC 1982. Being mustelids, mink are more closely related to ferrets, so it is assumed that their specific requirements are more similar. However, the published data for mink was based on large-scale fur-producing farms, so these requirements may be quite different to those of a pet ferret. Also, the mink data is now close to 40 years old and is not likely to be updated since mink fur production is no longer fashionable, for good reason.
he said. <laughs> Good. Um, for example, the old mink diets were largely based on feeding fish, but this is generally not palatable to ferrets. A good summary of the current known requirements for ferrets is outlined in the veterinary book Ferret Medicine and Surgery, brackets Johnson Delaney, 2017, in brackets. I have attached scanned copies of the relevant pages, um, in brackets, see Ferret Nutrition pages 1 to 6. You may have to rotate some of the scanned pages to be able to read them. As stated on page 1, the exact nutritional requirements of ferrets have not been determined by feeding trials, so any discussion of ferret nutrition needs to be framed in this context. On page 3, they talk about the requirement of both taurine and arachidonic acid. Sorry, uh, These have been demonstrated as essential nutrients for the cat, so it is prudent to have these as ingredients in a ferret diet too. You will note that carnivite also contains these essential nutrients. Likewise, on page 4, they state that very little research has been done to evaluate ferret mineral requirements, but we go on to state that the old published mink requirements are similar to cats, and that it is assumed that ferrets also have similar requirements. On this basis, I think our rationale for developing the nutrient levels in carnivite are based on the best possible data available for a range of carnivores. In lieu of better ferret-specific research, this provides a sound basis for using carnivite for ferrets fed a raw meat diet. I hope this helps you with your podcast. Kind regards, Gordon Rich. Um, I'll put the attachments on Facebook if you're interested. Um, yeah, so it sounds like they've done quite a lot of research um, trying to get it as good as possible for as many carnivores as possible and I know that they worked with the zoo vets and keepers in um, various zoos around Australia to get their research Um, honestly I think it sounds like it's probably better than like better research than what other pet companies do I mean you look at the um, ingredients in lots of pet food (laughs) particularly for ferrets and it's all ingredients that ferrets can't even digest so having these nutrients and vitamins um, directly added onto meat which is something that ferrets eat um, rather than having say peas and corn and uh, things like that in a kibble which will stress the ferret's system um, to get the nutrients into their bodies through kibble. It does sound a lot better because at least then they're eating species appropriate food and the nutrients are being delivered in a non-harmful way for them. Um, Yes, so I guess, again, in my opinion, if you need to just feed mints, this is probably a better way to feed just mints than um, not <laughs> than you know just feeding mints obviously and it's definitely better than kibble in my opinion um, feeding a raw only diet I suppose I'll have to ask someone else um, how they get their ratios and how they know that those ratios are appropriate for the ferrets. Um, 
and what nutrients that they're thinking ferrets need. Pretty interesting stuff, I suppose. Um, I'm not a scientist, so hopefully I can find an expert. <laughs> okay, so it's just a short little episode for today. I hope it was helpful. Thank you very much, Wombaroo, for replying to me. And I suppose if anyone's got any other questions, I'm happy to pass them on to Gordon and hopefully he'll have a response for us. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll talk to you later. Bye.